Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that is dedicated to empowering you on your journey towards holistic well-being. I'm your host Avik and in each episode we'll explore the profound connection between mental health and overall quality of life. So today we have a remarkable guest joining us on the show Mark Pisant a certified personal trainer and the creator host of the relativity normal podcast mark's personal experiences with adhd anxiety and depression have shaped his mission to inspire others to seek help end the stigma around mental health and find effective ways to cope and manage stress so throughout his own journey mark discovered the powerful synergy between physical fitness and mental well-being so as a former collegiate athlete he found that incorporating physical exercise into his routine became a valuable tool for managing his mental health challenges by combining fitness and mental health practices mark learned how to work through life's obstacles and develop a healthier mindset so in today's episode mark will share his insights on the transformative impact of the therapy and counseling and how he has utilized these resources to prioritize his mental health he'll also discuss his personal growth and the role physical fitness has played in supporting his well-being so join us as we delve into mark's inspiring journey gaining practical tips and valuable insights along the way So whether you are looking for ways to improve your mental health, incorporate fitness into your routine or maybe navigate the challenges of daily life, this episode will provide you with the empowering knowledge and guidance. So get ready to embark on a transformative conversation that will inspire you to prioritize your mental and physical health. So now without further ado, let's welcome our guest Mark Pisons. as we explore the path to a healthy mind and a healthy life welcome to the show mark thank you so much for having me i appreciate it i'm looking forward to this conversation great great mark so mark like before we get into deep uh, about this uh, uh, about the mental health and the physical fitness like can you share a bit more about your personal journey and how you discovered the connection between mental health and physical fitness well you know it's a it's it's a a long story and it's a it's a very detailed story but to to kind of keep it short it was 
you know, for most of my life growing up, I always felt like I shouldn't feel the way I, I felt. And I, I, I was a popular kid. I, I like to make people laugh. And, and I came from a, a great family, a middle-class family in the States and in Georgia, raised in the suburbs, like from the outside looking in, you would think everything is fine. And, um, I just kept going through the states of being really down for reasons I didn't know. Like I really did not as figured I'll get over it. I should feel better. This shouldn't, you know, be happening. And as I get older and older, I've really suppressed these kind of these feelings that I've had. And, And again, every day is you shouldn't feel this way. You should be grateful for everything you have. Like why, why, why are you doing this? And, um, which, finally started me on a, a mental health journey. Like I was always in shape as a kid because I played sports. I played two sports, I played soccer, I played basketball. Um, I was always active uh, up until college. And then, you know, I graduated and I wasn't playing anymore. So I kind of let the physical go to the, to the wayside. And during this time, I, I began this mental health journey where I wanted to make sure I was going to therapy, talking about my feelings, working on my triggers, coping mechanisms, things like that. But through all this time, I was gaining weight, not taking care of my food, eating poorly, um, drinking too much. And finally, I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, let me get in shape. So I started to run and get in shape. And I kind of focused mainly on physical health and didn't focus on mental health at the time. And then I noticed there was a point in my life where I figured I had checked all the boxes. I, I was married, I had kids, I was in shape, but I, I still felt like I was doing something in my head, constantly worrying, constantly down, went back to therapy, focused on that again, wasn't running as much, wasn't going to the gym as much. And then something kind of clicked for me after COVID. Everybody went through COVID and, and you know we, I didn't go to the gym as much, didn't work out as much and was going through virtual sessions. And after COVID, I'm like, well, I want to get back to the gym, but I had a therapist or a, a coach to help me with my mental health. Why don't I do the same for my physical health? Why don't I get a coach? Why don't I get a personal trainer? And I got a personal trainer and I said, wait a second, like I have coaches for both aspects of my life. There has to be that connection. There has to be a connection. And I started to kind of connect both of them and not go to the gym or go for a run to, to run away from my problems but to kind of lean into them, to kind of say, I'm going to use this to help me with stress reduction, to help me, you know, work on my personal path. And I don't want to say overnight it clicked, but it kind of did about two years ago. It really did where one day I, I came home and I felt really good after a workout and mentally I was like, I'm getting stronger. And I said, there has to be that mind body connection. There has to be it though. And why has it taken me so long to figure this out? Sure. But now, <laughs> yo, now I, you know, I, st- I still do things daily for my mental health. I, I still make sure I take time out of my day to, to do some affirmations, do journaling if I can do mindfulness thing, you know, things like that. But at the same time, my meditation is the gym. My meditation is a run. So I finally. Uh, you know, got to that point where I'm I'm happy with both aspects of my life. Wow, wow, that's that's really great. So, how do you integrate um, mindfulness and intention into your fitness routine to enhance the mind body connection? That that's see that is the big thing. 
That is the, the intention is key for me. And I, I never used to do that. I, I figured that if I did this, then the rest would follow. If I went to therapy and I made sure I, I talked about my feelings, then I would just feel like being a healthy person. Or if I went for a run, that would be enough and the rest of my day would be fine. And I noticed that, I mean, I noticed that it wasn't working. It just wasn't working that way. And there's a small little change. It, it, I, it, it seems small. It is small, but it, it, it's very paramount. And I'll give you an example of a person who has a stressful day at work and they say, you know what, I'm just going to go for a run and I'm going to forget about it. And there's a difference between that same person having a stressful day at work and saying, I'm going to go for a run to deal with it, to lean into it. There's a huge difference because if you use physical fitness just to escape from your problems, which on paper sounds good, like people say it all the time, it sounds good. But the fact of the matter is that you still have to come back to those issues. Like it's only a limited amount of time. And then what happens is the next time you want to go for a run, you tell yourself, well, I, I'm not going to run today. I need to stay here and fix it. Instead of utilizing that part of your day, it starts to become ingrained in you. Like that part of my day, part of me is being physically fit. It wasn't like that before. It was like, okay, here's my day. And then I'm going to, I'm going to keep this to the side, but I'm going to do it now. This is me. This is my day. Like I'm going to take care of myself mentally. I'm going to be available for others, but at the same time, I'm going to take care of myself physically. And I started prioritizing both mental and physical, you know, work together. Correct. So in your experience, like how does exercise and physical activity contribute to the managing stress, anxiety, and the depression? Well, I mean, if we just talk about the physiological part of it, the science part of it, like it, it, you know, moving, getting the blood flowing is going to make you feel better. Like that's, that's going to happen. Um, you know, and, and, you know, simple things like going outside when it's sunny and just getting the sun on your skin for 10 to 15 minutes, it has a physiological effect. Just like if you're stressed, taking 10 deep breaths in helps to, you know, calm your nerves, help to bring the heart rate down. So with those examples I just gave you, we know there's a physiological connection. We know that is there. Um, and people seem to forget those little things. Like people, you know, and, and I don't know how many times without knowing it, I just got up from my desk, went for a walk and I felt better. And I never, connect, I never connected it at the time. And so, you know, it, it's, it's funny when, People go to a gym and, and, and they're like me, a lot of times they're kind of going through the motion. In the beginning, I was just going through the motions, just going there, do a few ways, talk to a few people, not really do, again, there's that word, intention. Not really doing with an intention. But when you lift weights, when you see your body start to change, when you start to lose the weight, when you do things like that, what happens is you become focused on a goal. Mm -hmm. And I can speak from personal experience is that we can have a thousand different things going on in our life. And we try to focus on every one of them individually. And what happens is when we start to get our heart rate up, when we start to move around, when we start to lift something heavy, everything kind of shrinks down into a manageable pile of the things we have to work on. And, so, and that's how, you know, that my, I don't know how other people's anxiety works. I'm sure other people's anxiety does work like this, but my anxiety puts a thousand things on my plate every day, a thousand things. And I got to take care of every one of them whether it's eight o'clock in the morning, 
lunchtime, eight o'clock at night, midnight, whatever, I have to take care of them. But what I notice is that when I wake up in the morning and I get a good burn, I get a, my heart rate up, every one of those things just shrinks down and becomes manageable and I become focused on what I need to get done. So it's, it's definitely a, a, a big connection. I think more people should, should start to understand. That's, that's great. So also like many people struggle with finding the motivation to exercise regularly, which is a mm -hmm. common challenge. I would say like people think we'll do it, but somehow they fail to do that. So mm -hmm. what advice or strategies do you have for maintaining a consistent fitness routine? So I'm going to say this very clearly and slowly. So people listening, understand, do not look for motivation. Do not look for inspiration. Like that is, you're absolutely right. People look for that external. I need to be motivated to go to the gym. I need to be motivated to go for a walk. Like you're, if you're constantly looking for motivation, then you're never going to find it. And that's as simple as that. And that sounds harsh. I understand that because I was the same way. I literally was the same way. The first couple of days, motivated to go to the gym, but then your muscles start to hurt. First couple of days, you're motivated to meditate. And you're like, well, I just don't have that time today. Discipline is greater than motivation. And I think people need to understand that. It's, it's those times that you wake up when you set that alarm. Like at 10 p.m., 6 a.m. sounds manageable. But when you get in that bed and your thoughts are going through your head, now it's 10.30, now it's 11. You don't fall asleep till after 11. You may wake up and then 6 a.m. rolls around. And you're like, okay, I just, not today. Like I, this bed's too comfortable. I you don't have to be at work until not like there's so many things that will, that will lose that motivation. But when you think about it in the, in the fact that discipline is on you and motivation is on others, like you can, you can't control your motivation. You cannot control that. What you can control is your discipline. So once you start getting to that routine, a week goes by, two weeks, a month goes by. And then something weird happens in your brain where you're like, this is me now. Like, I don't care if it's raining outside. I don't care if it's sunny. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if I got three hours of sleep, six hours of sleep. I don't care whatever it is. I don't care if I got a big test. I got a presentation, whatever it is. That discipline tells you I'm a better version of myself when I get this workout in because it helps me physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physiologically, everything. Forget about the motivation. Don't even don't even tell yourself I need to be motivated. Be disciplined. True, exactly. So let's talk about the importance of self care. So how can prioritizing self care activities positively impact both mental and physical health? This is a new thing, and I don't know. I, I know that you're in a different part of the world, and and I know cultures are different. I know society is different, and and um, you know it's. In, in the States, in America, there is there's this shift going on in the country in regard to prioritizing yourself. And it used to be, especially uh, from a man's point of view, like my worth is based on what I give others as a man. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, sure women feel that way too, but I'm speaking as a man. I can't, I'm not going to speak for women. But for, for since the beginning of time, whatever it is, like a man's worth is, is based on what he can do for his family, what he can do for his kids, what he can do for his community, what he can do for his church, what he can do for his job. Basically, what can you give others? 
and you know, as well as I do that we can only give so much, like our cup only holds so much. And if we're not taking time to refill that cup, then we're going to end up being empty most of the time. And it took me a long time to figure this part out because I'm a very giving person, very empathetic person. I will listen to you complain all day and I won't complain one bit. Like I, I will give you every bit of me. And that's if I met you today or if I've known you for 10 years. Yeah. And what happens is that this leads to, in the workforce, leads to burnout, of course. Um, it leads to frustration. It leads to um, why men have the highest suicide rates in the world. It, it leads to men basing their importance on what they're giving. And so what I like to tell people is that it's a simple exercise. It's basically think about everything that's important to you. For you, it could be, you know, doing this podcast, my family, my other hobbies, my job, you know, things that make me happy, all the things that, that make you happy. And then what's the, the common denominator of all those things? It's, it's you. You are the common denominator. So if this was a math equation, it'd be really easy for people to understand why you have to take care of yourself. And self-care is not selfish. I tell people all the time, if you want the best version of Mark, then I'm going to have to get to the gym. I'm going to have to take some quiet time for myself. I'm going to have to, you know, spend time improving my learning, saying a growth mindset, because if I don't get to do those things, you know, my temper is shorter. Um, I'm not as empathetic. I don't want to be around people. So if you want the best version of me, I'm going to take care of myself first. And I know that goes against so many people's beliefs, whether that's a social norm, whether it's something in a church, whether whatever it is, hmm. I know that goes against it. But I have learned and others have learned that once you start prioritizing your own self, others will thank you for it. I guarantee it. Correct. Definitely. So uh, what are some practical tips or exercises that listeners can incorporate into their daily lives to promote uh, the mind-body synergy? This is such a good question because uh, as humans, we do a great job of complicating things. <laughs> we really do. And it, you know, we, we, we don't really have to. And I tell people all the time, if, you're, if your goal is to start this process, and I call it a fitness journey, like it, it, it shouldn't, we have to reframe how we look at ourselves. Like, I don't believe that people should go and say, I want to get to this weight. I want to lose this. I, you know, it should be, I want to become the best version of myself. That's what the, that's what it should be. And it, sh it should be written down. Like it should be written. If you want goals, I understand that. If like, I want to, you know, I want to fit in this dress by next year. Like that's, I don't mind that goal. Um, but you can't fit in that dress and then get fit. You have to get fit to fit in that dress. So there's a, a, there's a reframing you have to do there. However, 30 minutes a day to start off with. And what I, I don't, 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 if you've never gotten in a fitness journey, never gone to a gym, do not sign up for a gym immediately. That's how, you know, people don't find success. And again, I understand the point of this podcast and the point of me being on here is to help people find avenues for success. That's what we're trying to do. 
That's why you're talking to me, you know, and give yourself a goal. If for the, for the next 30 days, if I can change three habits, if I can walk for 30 minutes for four to five days a week, all right. If I can make sure that I stop eating after a certain time, and if I can make sure that I journal for three minutes, for three minutes, we're not talking about hack, you know, we're talking about simple steps, but, and someone listening right now is like, I can do those things. I can do those. Yeah, it's easy. You know, try meditating for five minutes. It is not for someone who's never done it, because what happens is you sit down, you close your eyes. Oh man, I gotta get that thing done. Oh, I gotta get to soccer practice. Oh, I gotta do. And it's like, if you haven't learned how to note those sections and bring your send yourself back, then you're going to hate meditation the first time you do it. If you try to journal for three minutes and you're like, I got three sentences in, what do I write? Like no one's put parameters on what you have to write. You can literally write the same thing over and over if you want to. Yeah. Um, and, but, and then people go to a gym and they sign up. They don't know what they're doing. Just go outside for a walk for 30 minutes, four to five times a week. If you can do simple things like that for 30 days, then you are on the path to doing to, to finding success. Now, what people do, and you probably know this, what people do is they'll say, okay, I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to get a gym membership. I'm not going to uh, eat after 6 PM. I'm going to eat whole grains every day. I'm going to do, and they start listing all these things, which they've never done before. True. And all, all they're doing is setting themselves up for failure. And what happens is they fail after a couple of days and they figure, okay, this is my life. I'm stuck. And they get back in that cycle. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. You don't, don't complicate, overcomplicate it. Make it really simple. If it's 15 minute walk, do a 15 minute walk. If you want, if you have conference calls every day, get up, put the headset on wireless and walk around while you do it. I used to do it all the time on conference calls. I used to walk around on them, find, mm. find, find ways that work for you so you can find success. Exactly. This is, this is very much important. Uh, it's not like that what others are doing, I have to also follow. What actually keeps me uh, and makes me happier, that's the best way. Definitely. Yes. So can you also discuss the benefits of seeking therapy or counseling uh, with the physical fitness? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I want to tell everybody listening is that you don't have to be going through something to go to therapy or talk to somebody. Like that's... When I try to eliminate the stigma around mental health is with the things I try to say is, you know, every time we think about mental health, there's always something like, it's always a sad discussion. It's always something happened. Someone lost a loved one or someone got divorced or someone, you know, it's always something, oh, go see somebody. You know, I don't go to the gym when I'm feeling weak. I go to the gym all the time for maintenance. Like I don't go for a run because I'm out of shape right now. I still go when I'm in shape. So use that thinking when it comes to your mental health. Like if you're in a really good, the thing I love about mental health is if you're in a really good spot, if you're feeling good that day, you need to note it. You need to notate that day. You need to write it down somewhere. Don't just write down. Like if you have a journal, and you only go to it when you're feeling down, guess what? Every entry is going to be a depressed entry. So when you go into that, you're going to, that's going to be you, but you need to have those days where you're like, man, 
I'm feeling good today. I had a good, I had a good sweat at the gym. You know, I had a really good conversation um, on this great podcast with Avik. I, I, I just, there's things that I want to put out into the world because I've learned that it's all about energy in and energy out. Yes. And people are like, well, people are like, what does that mean? That sounds kind of out there and woo woo and whatever. Like, no, there is this connection that we all have. We have it to the earth. We have it to the people around us. We have it to uh, material things. And, and some people have it to material things a lot more than others. Some people have it to animals. Some people, you know, there is this energy that is out there that we can't see that someone listening is probably like, I don't believe it. I, but it's there. And we see it all the time when a random stranger smiles at us or a baby smiles at us and we can't do anything but smile back. You know, we see it happens, you know, when there's a, when, when a friend brings a, a, has, gets a new pet, a new puppy and we go over and that puppy is happy and comes to, like, we can't do anything but feel a way like it wasn't there before, but immediately we feel that way. Now, flip side of that, if we're having a great day, and a friend calls us and gives us some bad news, immediately our energy changes. Like there are ways that we see this. So if we have that high level of energy, we want to put that out there. It doesn't have to be for other people, but if we put it in our journal, if we note it somewhere in an app, then we can go back to it and get that energy back to us. So it is very important that when we talk about therapy, we talk about counseling, we talk about mental health, we don't just list all the, the bad stuff. Like I need to go see somebody because I lost my mother or we, I lost my job or I got, no, I, I just want to make sure I'm maintaining, you know, the proper healthy lifestyle that I want. And so I'm going to go talk to somebody just to maintain my mental health. Correct. So now um, it's a very uh, personal, personal kind of question. So as, as a father and husband, so how do you prioritize your own mental and physical well-being? Uh, while fulfilling your responsibilities to your family? Yeah, that is a, a great question. And I tell you what, there is, um, you know, nothing more special in the world than being a girl dad. Like, I love being a dad. I love having two girls. Like, everybody always asks me, like, oh, don't you want a boy? It's like, I wouldn't trade these two girls in for the world. And, but they do take up a lot of time. <laughs> and uh, being a husband takes up a lot of time, you know, it, taking care of the house, just people understand what I'm talking about. So what I have to do is I have to cut little nuggets out of my day to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And, you know, and my wife understands this and, and it used to get to a point where she would see my energy and she would be like, you need to go for a run. Like you, have you gone for a run today? It's like, she was so in tune to, to my feelings. Um, but for instance, today, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to get to the gym at five because I knew my girls were going to be home. My wife had to leave by seven o'clock um, and I did it again. We go back to discipline. We go back to intent. Um, was I motive? I can tell you right now, I, I woke up a little before my alarm this morning and I thought to myself, I, every, uh, everybody thinks like, man, I could still be asleep. My dog woke me up. He's awake. And I'm just like, but again, something clicked in me where I'm like, this is my time. This is my time right now. And so I, I did it. I got a really good workout, a really good workout in that I felt really good about. I came home, did some work. Um, and then 
you know, my, my day has been great so far. And I know, I know, I know for a fact that if I decided, you know what, not today, I wouldn't feel as good as I do now. Now, I want to make it very clear that there are some days that you're not going to be feeling it. And it is just a great opportunity to take a break. Mm. Listen, listen to your body. Now, I wouldn't have been listening to my body this morning because it felt great. It felt fine. It felt good. But there are those mornings you wake up and it just it's not vibing that day. And those are the days that you have to be kind to yourself. You have to treat yourself like a friend and say, you know what? I'm going to take it easy today. I'm going to take a break. And then later that day, when you feel like, oh, I should have done that, erase the word should out of your vocabulary. You didn't. You didn't do it. Who cares? Like, we're good. Nothing burned down. Like, no, you know, no, no systems went down. Like, everything is still good. My, my family is still healthy. It's like we have to put things in perspective and be nice to ourselves and really work on that internal monologue. Wow. So, so like, how do you envision uh, the future of mental health awareness and uh, the integration of mental and physical health practices? You know, that is, that's something I actually think about a lot because on, you know, on my show, or not my show, on the 6 a.m. run show that I, that I, that I do, I had a gentleman named Lewis Shulman, who is a younger generation, I guess, Z, yeah, um, younger entrepreneurial type person who just had great ideas. This, you, can, you can see from talking to him, I hear from talking that this guy is going to, he's going to rule the world one day. Like he's so just in tune and well-spoken and just a, a great person. And I asked him about his generation and their take on mental and physical health, because you know, when I grew up, you know, my father was, was all, we, I mean, he, he worked the eight to five, but you know, his life was working to provide for us. I never really saw him take a day off. You know, when he got sick, you know, it was him still pushing through it. You know, I never heard him really talk about his feelings or open up to us. Like that wasn't the role of, you know, the black father in America, but I asked Lewis about it. And he said, oh, it's part of me. Like every day is me taking care of my mental health and going to the gym, taking care of my physical health. He's like, that's, that's my day. Like there's, it's not, I'm going to go to work and be Lewis and then work out or take care of my, he's like, no, that, that is part of my life. And I like that answer because I think more and more people in this new generation are understanding that I am not going to like give myself, give my soul to a job just to be drained and be a terrible person and become an alcoholic and become and get divorced three times, not see my kids, you know, not do the things I love. I'm going to, this is my life. I only get one of them. I only get one of these bodies. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to make sure that this is part of the plan. And that is what I think is just amazing about the group growing up now, because everyone gives them like a lot of people give them a, a bad rap. And they think they're entitled. They think they, they want the world. They, and it's like, no, they're, they have the courage enough to say, I'm not going to burn out for some job that doesn't value me. Exactly. And, we can see, and we can see companies kind of shifting and thinking, oh, wait a second. 
we can't just use this person for 30 years, give them a watch and say, thanks. You know, so you see, you know, you see companies starting to talk about mental health. You see companies starting to talk about, um, you know, the rights of the underprivileged. You see companies start to understand that the most valuable asset that they have are the employees. I mean, the last time I checked, AI wouldn't be around if someone hadn't worked on it. You know, Tesla, you know, and, and all these new age things, the electric cars and self driving, you know, all these things, they wouldn't be around if the software wasn't created by a human. True, sure, exactly. <laughs> and so that is where I think we're going, where companies know that if I don't treat this person or give them the respect and space that they need, someone else will, or, which I think is even better, they will go out and do it themselves, which I think is amazing. True. Exactly. This is, this is all about the mindset. And uh, like it, it's good that companies are changing that mindset uh, for their employees because so this is typically uh, we segregate as uh, employer and the employee. But exactly if you see the employer has its own assets. So employees are the assets. So mm -hmm. it's always better to invest into the employees, look after the employees instead of just uh, like, uh, it's a being of kind of employee or employer relation. Mm -hmm. yep. it, it's, it, it, it can be seen as an asset. Like mm -hmm. for us as a human being, we have a lot of assets uh, in our family, in our home. So like that, so uh, if you think employee as an asset, that will definitely change. And I guess these days it's changing slowly a mm -hmm. bit, but there's a lot of changes, change and mindset mm -hmm. uh, expectations are there. Right. So hopefully, definitely. Hopefully, yes, hopefully. <laughs> yes. So, um, and what changes would you like to see in the society in terms of mental and physical health practices? We're still, you know, we're still a long way from people just starting the conversation about right. their feelings and their emotions, which is, you know, I'm a very practical thinker. Like people are probably listening to me and they're like, oh, this guy is emotional. He's out there. He's very, but my, my, I'm very pragmatic and very practical. It's, it's a, a trait I got from my dad and, um, it makes my brain happy. I figured out a long time. It makes my brain schedules, rigid schedules, knowing what I'm doing. That makes my brain happy. So in my rigid, pragmatic thinking, I always, you know, I think to myself, like every human who is of cognitive mind and walking, talking, eat, eating, breathing has a brain and every brain produces feelings and feelings are core to our, you know, our mental health. It's like, it just, to me is like, why wouldn't this be just socially acceptable? But still, you know, in the, in the States we have, you know, the NBA finals are going on and we have people like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan who are very famous basketball players that come out and talk about their mental health. And it's wild. It's like crazy. It's like abnormal. It's like, oh my gosh, these guys are pioneers. And yes, they are. I will say that. Yes, they are. But it's like more people should be saying this more people, but what happens in their defense, and this happens a lot, is a guy will come out who makes $25 million a year to shoot a basketball, and he will say, people just don't understand how difficult it is 
and I had an anxiety attack and I had to go back to the lot. And this actually happened. Kevin Love had an anxiety attack and had to, okay. and people will say, he needs to suck it up. He makes 24, give me 25 million a year. I'll, I'll do whatever needs to be done. And it's like, that's not the point. That's not the point. Last time I checked, I don't care if you make a dollar a day, if you make $25 million a year, like you still have emotions. You're still a unique individual. Like where is the empathy? Where is it? They weren't saying I'm ungrateful for my money. I'm ungrateful for the work that I do, but none of us really know what it's like to have an entire city on our back and we are scorned if we don't score 30, 30 points a night. You know, we don't see like I, I work in insurance and at no point if I mess up is a whole, a whole city going to be mad at me. You know, that's not going to happen. Take LeBron James, for example, like he, he is the GDP of Cleveland when he paid, when he played there, like he literally brought in more money than any human being has brought into one city before. And then when he leaves businesses close. Now, again, I'm not saying that that they, you know, should just be quiet or they should, you know, do whatever. I'm saying that we don't understand that level of pressure. So what I would love people to do is just take a step back real quick. When someone says something about how they feel, I don't have it today. I'm feeling a little anxious. Man, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm really down today. Instead of the normal response that people give, which is usually, oh, you should be thankful for what you have. There's people here that don't have this. Or think about all the people who would love to be in your shoes. That invalidates every feeling that person is having at the moment. That makes that person feel silly for even bringing it up to you. Exactly. And that's, that is not the type of energy that I want. And I've, I've gotten caught. I actually did an episode um, I, uh, uh, about gratitude and how people think it's this great, like, listen, I don't get me wrong. I am grateful for everything I have in my life. I am. But if one of my kids comes to me and tells me she's sad, I'm not going to tell her, well, this person over here is not sad because that's going to make her not want to ever tell me she's sad again. That's going to make her feel like her emotions aren't valid. Her feelings aren't valid. And we have to start thinking about it that way. We have to understand that we have an opportunity in the first 30 seconds that someone is vulnerable to you to understand that one, it takes a lot of courage for people to be vulnerable. A lot of courage, one of the hardest things to do. And two, what we say next is going to make that person feel like they did the right thing or that they're a terrible human being and they shouldn't feel the way they feel. So that's what I want people to understand that I would love for us to be in a place where everyone is comfortable talking about how they feel in the next 10 years. But, I, 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 but that's not going to happen unless people realize that they have opportunities every day to be a friend to be a brother, to be a sister, to be a parent, to be a loved one, to be some, to be a counselor, to be a therapist, yeah. to that person who 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 needs it the most. Yes, yes, exactly, and truly said. And that is the reason only this awareness is too much required. So only awareness can bring people together and think in that right direction with the right perspective. That's for sure. So uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us on this enlightening journey, exploring the power of 
powerful connection between mind and body so like for the listeners i i i believe this episode has actually shed light on the importance of integrating mental and physical health for overall well-being so always remember that your mental and physical health are intertwined and nurturing both aspects is crucial for leading a fulfilling and balanced life so by prioritizing your self care incorporating mindfulness into your fitness routine and seeking support whenever needed you can actually embark on a path of holistic wellness so we extend our deepest gratitude to our guest mark paisant for sharing his inspiring story and insights on how he has successfully merged mental health and fitness in his own life his experiences serve as a reminder that we are not alone in our struggles and that there is always someone willing to listen to and support us on our journey so like i definitely encourage you to take the knowledge and strategies shared in this episode and apply them to your own life embrace the power of mind body synergy and let it guide you towards optimal well-being resilience and happiness so if you have found this episode like valuable we invite you to subscribe to our podcast and join our community of like-minded individuals seeking to prioritize their mental health and physical health so together we can break down the barriers surrounding mental health and foster a society that values and supports holistic wellness so remember you are deserving of self care compassion and a healthy mind body connection so we believe in you and we are here to support you on your journey towards a healthy mind and a healthy life so thank you for tuning in to healthy mind and healthy life until next time take care and nurture your mind body and soul so thank you for joining